0: Shalom, shalom. Welcome to the Upper Room. Uh, My name's Darren, I'll be your host uh, for this episode. Um, Head on over to the Almond House uh, YouTube channel. Uh, You'll see our weekly Torah portions uploaded uh, every Friday. Um, That's where you'll find our full teaching um, and, uh, yeah, the the good instruction of the good word. So, uh, here in the Upper Room, just a reminder. Um, that we're here to loosen and bind the scriptures, to get into different subjects and topics that are um, prevalent in, in the uh, body of Messiah. Um, we like to think of this area as a place in which we can um, express ourselves um, without fear of, uh, uh, of judgment or, or being wrong. We're just, we're just here to, to, to get into it. And um, uh, what I would say um, is... If you could head on to the Upper Room uh, episodes, you'll find uh, an episode with our, our good brother Ian. Um, it's all about healing, uh, health, um, within a biblical context, but with a, a holistic approach as well. So I recommend you watch that before you watch this one, if that makes <laughs> sense. And um, yeah, so um, before I introduce my guest, just to, to recap... Um, we spoke to Ian with regards to his early days of, of ministry, um, his introduction into healing, um, the the notion where where God called him uh, from being a uh, if he wanted to be a, a dealer or a healer, uh, I believe was yeah. the was the phrase, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it, I've just figured it would be a good opportunity to to elaborate on some some parts that we touched on to go a bit further on some some key parts that um, based on the feedback that we had from the first episode, which was. Really, really amazing by someone the Someone listened.
1: Yeah, someone did listen. Many
0: people <laughs> listen. Many people listen. So um yeah, without further ado, Ian, um, welcome back to the upper room. Oh, thanks for How the How are you invite. doing, thanks bro? You good? It was, yeah. No, it's a pleasure to have you back. Um the, the first be, episode yeah. was great, like I just felt like we could have carried on for for a long time in terms of your stories, <laughs> your testimonies, um, just the the wealth of knowledge and information that you're bringing to the table. Oh, thank uh, God, I've got something to bring. People <laughs> always used to say you talk a glass eye to sleep. Right, well, they will sleep really well. I know that much. Um, but no, it'd be uh, it'd be a great uh, opportunity just to to touch base again um, and 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 get into it. Yeah. So um, I remember watching your testimony. Um, uh, maybe like a year or so ago before, way before I met you um before I knew your story um y- uh, yeah your early part of your testimony was incredible <laughs> so if you would be so kind if you could tell us the uh the story of of, of being being out at sea I'll, I'll
1: see,
0: leave it I'll leave I'd it I'll oh,
1: always start there okay I got I'm 63 old nine grandchildren all that so what I'm saying and speaking, I'm governing it around, there's a fact that they're probably all going to be watching this because I had to put this T-shirt on. What's I say?
0: Grandad, the man, the myth, the, the legend. Legends,
1: they get me one of these sort of T-shirts, ever and they say, you never wear them, Grandad. I saw there, there, go. there, go,
0: there you go. There you go. There you go, There
1: you go. There you go. It's done. Okay. And I, I grew up in the North End, brought up Roman Catholic, all that with just domination. No, when we were young, we we were absolutely out of control. That, and I don't know why. I don't know the 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 teachers couldn't control us. They they were just wild, like feral. Or just just the kids in general,
0: or just your your family?
1: Uh, No, uh, no, my family were lovely. I was the I was the exception to the rule. You know, it was like where we were. I was born in '58, so we talking like 1963, 1964, right in the North End. It was an amazing place. You know, it, it didn't, like, have the reputation it does now for, for the heavy crime and the drugs and the, all of that. It was always a working man's area. I always grew up and seeing working men. i seen them, like, you know, at the best. i seen them have a nice when they were coming home. And, you know, did, did you wanted to emulate them. You wanted to be, you know, you wanted to be, like, a, a man who worked and, and, and done well. But... There was a place down there that many people won't remember, they knocked it down, it was called Ilchester Square, and it was notorious. And like every bonfire night, to be it, 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 it was just unbelievable. The fire engines would get set on fire. The police did, there would be like 100 lads would march down Laird Street and set the police station on fire. And this was regular. And at the end, it, they said, no, we're gonna knock this place down. But look into the history right. and stuff of Ilchester Square and the pub on the corner which was the last thing that was called the Blood Tub. The Blood was, Tub. That was its name, yeah, for the whole, so that was the area and that's where we grew up when we were kids. It was, it was like nothing most people would see. It was an enclave of of, of madness, if you like. Right, okay, yeah. And we, there we were locked So When they decided to knock uh, this Ilchester Square down and disperse everyone, they, bu- they built a brand new house in the state called the Ford Estate. Right. And I, I I think it was 10, and then we all got shipped up onto this brand new house, like an adventure playground, you know, right, there, was, yeah. there was ponds, wow, a pot, a tree, my goodness, <laughs> a tree, you know, and we were playing, they were building the M53 motorway, and we were just, like, run wild around there. Anyway, when they get into secondary school, and we meet up with all the lads that were still down the North End, everyone was starting to get into smoking cigarettes. Smoking dope, and, and that, that's what we've done for years. Yeah, we could not be controlled in school, the, the, we couldn't be controlled by the police, we couldn't be controlled by I don't know what happened, Darren, you know, but it was it was a, a tidy out gang of us that just lost the plot basically and practically ruined for the state after about 15 years. You know, we, we were into crime, we were in, getting in trouble all the time, in and out of. Uh, every institution you could imagine, that was my upbringing. And I was good at it, people respected me for it, but I hated it. You know, there was some I always felt low. Mm. For some reason, I always did no matter how much money I had, or whether it was skint or whatever, I always felt like a heel. You know, I knew better, right, I was yeah. brought up better. You know, I had the examples that were better. And so I carried that, but it was hidden, you know. And had, you know, people respected us. They didn't really mess with us much and stuff, you know. And I got into the into the drugs heavily when they came in after the riots. We, we went through the riots. We were in the thick of all of that,
0: you know. And and how old were you at this time when you when your sort of reputation was being built? You twenty, nineteen, eighteen, okay. nineteen, twenty.
1: Yeah. Okay. We had, we had loads of money. You know, for, there was nothing off the table. We had no. Sort of boundaries, if you like, other, other than, you know, respect for other people, basically. But, you know, was dealers, shops, banks, it didn't matter what it was, you know, we were on. We, we Every, it, everything yeah. was fair game at yeah, that yeah, point. And, for and, t- and, we, and we went for it, yeah. And ended up in jail this time, and it was the best thing that could have happened to me because it was the start of a transformation. And I, 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 don't, I don't touch on all that, that. for to bring any glory. I'm deeply, deeply ashamed of all of it. I look back now and I, I don't even recognise that person. But this time I was in jail, and um, I was listening to the radio, and there was a demonstration outside the jail I was in. It was in Liverpool, and they were saying, you know, there's a demonstration, and it was to do with a guy that had come in, and his name was Barker, and he said he was an extreme right wing guy. You know, I'd never right. I didn't know right wing, left wing, uh, any of that. You know. I thought, wow. So the next afternoon, I seized him. He was, he, he was on the exercise and nobody was with him. And all these guys were shouting horrible obscenities to him, you know, and stuff. And he so that I went straight over to him. I said, hello, mate. I so said, are, are you back? And he said, oh, yeah. I said, well, what's all this, you know? And he, he began to educate me.
0: Right, And okay. he was saying,
1: listen, he said, these people here, they haven't got a clue why they're here, what they're doing here, what's going on around them, and blah, blah, blah. I said, what are you on about? And he said, I'll get something for you. He said, and I'll pass it in. I had to tell him what cell number I was in and all that. Right, okay, yeah. So then the next day, on the radio, it said that he was being released, this demonstration, whatever, and they were letting them go. I thought, great, he's gone. And then about half an hour later, my cell door opened. And pl- prison officer, he said, yeah, Barker's left you this book great right? and I read it and it was a book that changed my life completely it turned my life upside down it was nothing to do with the Lord or anything like that oh okay <coughs> but it was a book by uh, a guy called Gary Allen and it was called Non-Day Call a Conspiracy it was called, it's a famous but it's been reproduced and reproduced many times and outlining like geopolitics so I was letting you know a little bit about how the world works Wow, well, you know deep stuff, and you're talking to somebody who never read the newspaper. Right? Okay, yeah. And I go, oh my goodness, is this? And I started reading, started ordering books. You know, deep books. Ended up reading lots of the Russian classics. And I just read like I'd, I'd never bothered before in all them years. And then there I was, it, I couldn't stop. I was just drinking it in, drinking it in, drinking it in. And laying, I thought, well, you know, what am I going to do? this in with this information mm. and that you know i'm in the in my 20s then i mean people are onto the new world or now yeah they're onto i was onto this donkeys years ago and everyone was thinking oh he's mad he's mad i was saying listen don't don't drink the water don't don't use the toothpaste to go "Oh, he's, he's always been crackers you know he was crackers when he was younger i'm saying no i'm saying now i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> and you know with. When we were on the Ford, there, there was that many people who were seeing, like, pass away, you know, young. Right. And it was with drink, it was with drugs, it was with accidents. I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, this is, you know, this. a lot of these people were in better condition than I was. So I was aware that maybe I was walking a fine line or I was, you know, I was on borrowed time. Or just because of the lifestyle I was living, I was wilder than any of these people. You know, we were, they were gone, you know, in the 20s and, the, you know, the children. So, anyway, I, I read this book and I'm getting an education about how the world works. And th- and then I'm out, then I'm thrown out. I think, what am I going to do? If I go back to Birkenhead, you know, I'm going to have all sorts of, oh, we had it, I'll be back in the thick of it. Mm. I thought, no, I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to get on a train. And I ended up getting on a train outside the um, Preston uh, prison. And it ended up it was going to Hollyhead, that was the end of the line, you know. So we ended up gets off, gets off the train. It was it was December when I'd got it locked up. It was the middle of summer. I had the t-shirts on. You know how, how cold Hollyhead is in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I had the t-shirts on the little jacket. I thought, oh my goodness me, I should have went somewhere warmer? Should have went south? You know. So I ended up booking into a bed and breakfast. And all that with the discharge money, I thought I'm just going to stay here and and make something happen. You know, a complete change. I want to like think about everything I've discovered right. with the world, and I'm going to just step back. I don't want to go back to that. And uh, but I ended up, you know, you carry, your nature. you. know, so I was just drinking all the time, smoking dope all the time, and thinking and reading and all that. And uh, I ended up, I got I got a job on the fishing trolley. And, like, I'd been working round the dock. and I still work on the dock now. But, like, this was in Hollyhead, so I was hanging around the dock, you know, looking for work and stuff. And I got a job baiting hooks for the fishing trawler, you know. Right. And baiting mackerels, freezing, you know. I'm getting paid so much a box, And after the time, you know, I got an offer of a, of a place, you know, on the boat. I thought, Grayson, we're in the money here. You know, th- you know, you do the work, you know, and stuff. So... Uh, he goes on, this, uh, this morning we were going out about half past four in the morning to the boat. We had a little tender to get out to the fishing boat, you know, and I'd been smoking dope at half three in the morning, you know, getting the thing, oh, God, and Bennett, this is going to be horrible, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they thought, oh, I'll have a smoke And then the next thing, we were all cuddled in Southwester's, you know, <coughs> rolling out to this flipping boat, you know, like 200 yards out. It was the Esperanza, it was called. It was a lovely, lovely 63 footer. And as when baby gets on, the fires up and all that, and we had all the boxes baited. So we're fishing. All we had two hundred boxes, and we're fishing. You know, th- have you seen them fishing off a boat? You throw throw a big anchor over first, right? That goes over with the rope, and then the rope goes into the box. So you have like two hundred hooks with all the mackerel, right? Hooks and stuff. Then it comes out the box, the rope, and then it goes into it. Um, a big um, marker boy, a damn boy with a weight on it. Right. You know, so like your job is the other guy will throw the the anchor over, and you, you watch that <laughs> box like a, like a hawk, you know, and it's going Before the rope coming through as the anchor's taking the, the rope out. So I'm watching it, and my job then is like, well, when, when the, the box is empty, doesn't it goes into a coil, and then I had to lift this big orange damn boy above the rail fire out of your arms, then there was another little coil. And it, when that coil was going, I had to have the uh, the big marker boy. That's a big metal plate on the bottom, flag on the top, and you throw that over, and then psh, you, see, you, you watch that go. You know, and we had we had a load of them to do, so everything's going all right. It's freezing and that, uh, and uh, this one box, and like the wind had turned, and it was freezing anyway. I bent down to get the rope, uh, to get the damn boy, and this coil of rope. The wind picked it up, and I seen it. it, it, it oh, Darren, It was. I can't explain. It was like a living thing. I seen it. It <laughs> was like a rope, and it coiled. It went off, it came round me arm, mate, and it got me here. And then the anchor on the other end tightened it. And I looked at me. I looked at me mate Bob opposite, and, he, and he, he more or less just said goodbye. With his eyes, you know, I looked at him and then I looked up, because we had an axe that we used to keep, and, a, you know, a knife and all that. Fish. Yeah. And thought, oh, get, the, get the knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just as I was thinking that, force, it was, it was like a, a truck taking off at, like, 30 mile an hour, and you've got the rope round your arm. Nah. Bang. And I, I flew, mate, so the I hit the metal barrier with my head. and <sighs> nearly broke my neck as it, like, flicked me up. Over, and bang. And, and just from... In that instant, mate, I I, I knew I wasn't the centre of this world. (laughs) Because, like, when he hit the water, it was just, this world was gone.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, uh, I was gone. And all I could hear was the noise. (laughs) And the sense, and the sensation of being (laughs) sucked down, dragged down. Oh, good Lord. You know, when, (laughs) when I sort of got over the shock, it was freezing cold, mate. I mean, cold. And, must have gone so far down on the, on the rope, and then I really, I could feel the uh, the boots being sucked off my feet. All you know, the Wellingtons. Yeah. I remember them going. I thought must be down a good bit, you know, and all that. And I remember thinking, okay, you know, just count to three, and then just go, <gasps> and just just you know, just get this thing out the way, you know. And I was going through all that, and I thought I was thinking about my kids thinking about my wife, thinking about my children. I thought, well at least they got you know, at least I never got shot. At least you know, at least I never got killed. You know, they're gonna say, Oh yeah, my dad died at sea, he was a trollerman and it's got some honour to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know
0: And you're talking split seconds in this,
1: mate, in this, this was moment, in this yeah. was
0: instantaneous
1: you know two you know thirty seconds before I'm thinking and thoughts I was I was on the back of the boat. And now I'm thinking this. And I'm saying, okay, Just went through it all. I thought, let's count to three. And just breathe. Okay, And I went, one. Two in my head. And then I bottled it in a minute. I think I'd done it on four. (laughs) (laughs) uh, As I
0: went,
1: I I breathed in. I thought, everything went crazy around me. I had my eyes shut. But but when I took that breath, everything went crazy. And I didn't know what happened. And I, I thought, and I got a load of seawater, so but I got a load of air, as with it, and, right. I, and then poof, I was back. I thought, I now I want to be sick
0: because <laughs> so, of the So salt is this you like submerging and coming back up? I'd come, what, had, what had
1: happened, What that? what they told what they told me later is when the anchor had settled on the seabed, and the rope had gone slack, <laughs> it had come off. It it, it 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 sort of come off my arm. Right. Okay. And I was. But while it, while it was traveling, I d- it like it slackened. It, it all comes back together in a line, you know. But while it's doing that, and it's moving, it's slacking the water. Well, as uh, as that was happening, I was I was coming up between massive troughs. I didn't know at the time until like the third time it happened. Right. Okay. Yeah. And because I had my eyes shut, I'd go, and I got. It was, but what I'd done, I'd come up just right. It was it was the look, like you know, and. Uh, as I was taking this breath, I was just coming up between two troughs, big, big troughs, you know, I'm getting and then it was <sighs> gonna back back into your mind again. Oh god, what happened? Oh, god, oh I feel sick, oh don't be sick. Don't, don't this is no time to speak up I'm on to it, lad. Wow. Then, and then I think, oh God, what happened? What happened? I'm oh, trying to work that out now and gasping for another breath. And okay. We'll, get, we'll try it again because I'm underwater. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, okay, I'll, I'll give it another go. I wonder, ah, the same thing happened. I got, but I had my eyes open. I thought, okay, one, two, three. And it like burst up as, as I took the breath, I took more salt water. And I was I realized I was near the surface again. You know what I mean? I'd gone down as the rope had started, I'd been making my way up. So I must have been like four feet, five feet in these troughs. And I I was starting to get cold, you know. And this went on three or four times that happened. And then the next thing I see, I heard heard an engine. I heard like a diesel engine. And then I could see the Esperanza had spun round. And it it was chopping towards me. I could see my mate on the back. eh, Roy James, he he died. He he drowned about four months after this event. Yeah, he went down on a fishing boat called the Pearl, of all things, you know. And um I seen it coming towards me. I thought, oh, good lord, the size of it, you know, in the water. And as it was coming, I could see, I thought this is going to kill me because it was coming right for the right for me head, right? Okay, yeah. And as it rose up, and <laughs> the guy's name, the skipper's name was Nog, his <laughs> name was a loon, great uh, name, a loon mate. I believe, yeah. And what he'd done, he'd like line me up, right? You have like a sight, you know, for the winch, and he'd got me right because he knew that when that boat come down, the bow wave was gonna throw me to the right. Right, okay. He knew that, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, oh, good Lord, this is gonna (laughs) hurt, you know. And uh, I I went to the, and I see my mate, Roy James dive off the back of the boat with a rope round his arm, and he had a big like machete thing to cut me off the the rope. (coughs) As he hit the water, the current just took him in a completely different direction. I watched him just disappear, and the, the boat went past, and I thought, oh, God, that's that, you know. By the time he does another circle, and and, and then I could feel the cold going through, I thought, and I went to sleep in the water with hypothermia, you know. And when I come to, well, i come back to my senses that it was just chaos, and it was RAF helicopter, and the... You know, all the, the rotor blades and all, and a guy coming down. But the lads had got me back onto the boat. By right. then, they'd come round. I was unconscious in the water, and they'd they gaffed me, and, I, and the RAF helicopter come down started pumping the seawater out. And my mate said, he said, hey, when we got you back on the boat, he said, he, he said you was blue and a brand-new pair of denims. He said, and your eyes were over an inch sunk back in your head. We thought you were dead. Wow. And the, the RAF guys pumped all the seawater next thing I was whizzing around going into
0: a helicopter and pff, that was that. Who oh, gets worse mate that was the good bit <laughs> I was going to say you've gone from uh, <laughs> you've gone from like sheer panic to relief of seeing your mates turn up to getting you out and then yeah. you just passed out with hyperthermia yeah. so um, yeah, yeah keep, keep going yeah so he ends up in Bangor
1: hospital so the next morning I just signed myself out my mates come and pick me up and uh, the Everyone, we had, you know, everyone wanted to talk to you. The last thing I wanted to do was talk to anyone. I went and got a bottle of vodka, I went and got a piece of Moroccan hash, and I went up in this bed where I was living, and just tried to figure out what on earth had gone on, mm. you know. And I stayed there, and I went to sleep the first night. When I went to sleep, I had half a bottle of vodka, and all that, and I thought I'll just and I went to sleep, and. Uh, darren honestly mate i didn't go through that event once i went through it every single night and it wasn't a dream it wasn't a vision i was back in i could feel the cold i could hear the noise i could taste the salt i could feel the hypothermia setting in i could rerun the conversation and when i was down when i was uh, all right just take a breath one two and then a voice cut in in the middle of this and he was saying where would you be now had i not lifted you out and at that point i w- my me, me eyes would open was like bulging I, out my head wake up i'd be soaked the bed would be soaked and i was shaking and i was like <laughs> get the bottle of vodka be, oh, what is this teddy and i went on night after night and it turned me into a, into a nut you know, because I just wanted this to go away. I didn't know where it come from. You know, it was like another reality had invaded me, me space, you know, and I had to be I was bad enough going through
0: it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you do, know. You've gone like full out PTSD yeah. instantly. Yeah, and people are saying,
1: oh, they ain't my neck, I was, I was all over the paper, it was in the Daily Mirror, was in the, you know, all the local papers, I'd gone up there to keep a low profile. You know, I thought, oh, good Lord, that didn't work. And, you know, everyone was saying, oh, yeah, come down. And yeah, everyone wanted to get you drunk and listen to the story, you know. And, because uh, you know, that I should never, ever have got out of that out of that sea, um, Darren. And, and you were saying... I know that, and yeah. every fisherman that, li- that
0: worked up there knew I shouldn't have got out as well. And you were saying when you were reliving that, you were going through that, you heard a voice saying...
1: Yeah, where would you be now had I not lifted you out? Right. I just thought it was part of, of an, a nightmare. So, like, I was drinking heavily all the time, trying to make this go away. I was smoking dope all the time, just making it, trying to, it would not go away. Mm. And I ended, up, I ended up in a load of trouble. Ended up, ended up, well, more with the police and in jail and stuff, because a load of lads who lived on the island and all that
0: threatened us and said, what, they, they were going to burn our house down and I They didn't. So you you had the original so you had the original sort of scally years for want of a better description. You then get away from that after yeah, being in Nick. Yeah. You turn a new leaf. You you're working on the trawlers. Yeah, that's all I wanted to do was be a working man. And then you've then gone through this massively traumatic experience, and it's almost reset you back to almost yeah. what worse, arguably than what you were in the first stage. So mate. you you had you had the, the behaviors already there, but then you, you were compounded by the traumatic experience yeah. you had, so you, it's fair to say that you weren't in a, in a good spot Normal at was in a nightmare. Right, okay.
1: position we had, you know, we had um, a child, you know, my wife was pregnant, and uh, we had a stillborn baby at the same time. And uh, it was just horrible. I remember one afternoon we had the cottage and it was called Kayamanach. It was called, it means it, the Druid's field. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, talk about like, you know, a little good, bit mystic talk to say about the least, good yeah. luck, you know, yeah, and all, yeah. all that nonsense, you know. But that but it was a beautiful place, you know. I had the uh, Trout River and all that in the front, and all oh, that was a beautiful place, and all that. And I had the TV down, the sound down, I had the TV on the sound down. I was listening to music, you know, and I listened. I looked over at the TV and I seen RAF Valley with the RAF helicopters going out to sea, you know. So I run over, I turn the sound down on the hi-fi, turn the sound, and they'd gone out, they were looking for me two friends on the Pearl, one of the the lad who jumped in with the rope round them, Roy James, five kids, and all that coming. They'd gone over to pick a fishing boat up called the Pearl that uh, the skipper had bought off a guy in the Isle of Man, and they'd gone over and it sank. On the way back, never found the bodies. Never. We had the ceremony at sea where we went out to sea, we were throwing it. Uh, it was just a horrendous. And I'm watching that and I, and I sunk into despair. You know, this this guy nearly died trying to save my life. Oh, wow. He's a good man. And, uh, you know, they're talking about him, he's gone. And they, they said, you know, we picked up a, a radio. Message, you know, saying, Mayday, Mayday, the pearl, Harper. And they never got the position out. It was gone. You know, they found that the box. So I'm looking, I thought, oh, my goodness, here's another dead friend. You know. And I was drinking, drinking. So while all that was going on, I was upsetting a lot of people. Right, okay. You know. And the, the, the put, they put a letter through the door. Saying if I don't leave the island, and they're gonna burn the house down, and they're gonna do this, they're (laughs) gonna—that was probably the worst thing, you know, they could have done. Because you know, well, it was on the front page of the paper again, and stuff was they were having a party. There was, you know, they were like biker types, you know, right, and Hell's angels and all that long hair and loads of them, like, and they were having a party. So um, we just invaded the party. And just it was just murder. So we ended up back in back in Nick. Back in Nick again. But now I couldn't get away. I couldn't get a drink now. I still
0: had that voice. Right, okay. And and how how old were you at this point, roughly? Thirties. Thirties, okay. So that's yeah. you know, you've gone through your twenties carrying all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and then now now I'm in jail. Right, with okay, th- so you're this, back in... You're yeah, you're in with this voice and this
1: nightmare, I haven't gone anywhere. Right, okay. This is what I was trying to run up, get away from. And uh, anybody that ended up... My two friends, got. they'd never been in trouble before, it was awful. And uh, they went to jail for three years each. But, like... <laughs> oh We'd started a riot in, in in Risley, the man's centre. There was, so we got thrown out of Risley and took, taken to another prison. We were the first ones right, okay, taken yeah. out and into another prison. And I'd only been there about 10 days and the door opened and he said, Carter, he said, eh, pack your kit. Eh, you've got a Georgian in chambers. You're going home. I said, what? Well, I said, they haven't even applied. And he said, no, but, but I didn't know that. Somebody had gone, while I was locked up, somebody had gone round and spoke to them. And none every they all retracted what they'd said, so they okay. couldn't go forward. But the guy didn't know any of this.
0: Right.
1: You know, and the judge had said, you know, said if you ever come before this court, he said I'll guarantee you, but I'm going to give you seven years in jail. And I thought, good lord. And when he let me out, and I couldn't go back to Wales. Can you believe that? Right, that was okay. the terms and conditions.
0: You banned?
1: Yeah, I lived there, mate. My children were there.
0: Wow. So I had to go back to my mam's. It was this back in Birkenhead then? Yeah, I
1: had to come. That's the only reason i come
0: back to Birkenhead. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a rollercoaster,
1: this, mate. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. So it bumps into me, mate. He's become a Christian. Okay. And he, Alfie comes up, he's like, oh, I read that in the paper. What happened? Because this guy was a merchant seaman. The sea, you know, was the sea, you know. And I was relaying it and all of that. He said, you never believe what? He said, I, I, I'm a Christian. And I said, well, good for you, mate. I said, are you looking well? And he said, no, Ian. He said, you don't know what that means. Mm. He said, I'm a Christian. I said, well, great. You know, he said, hey, would you come to church one time? I said, well, no. You know, the, I'm, I'm, I, well, I wasn't all right. But I was shocked. You know, and then. Things start, God started to speak to me, that voice again.
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean? I just thought, oh no. You know what I saw? So, uh, we kept in touch and then he, he would bring another Christian with a little booklet or a pamphlet or a little leaflet. They were a bit like, you know, tentative, like. Yeah, 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 I <laughs> could imagine. And I said, oh yeah. But you know what, Darren, and all of that, mate, I had never ever in my whole life had a problem with Jesus. I always thought he was ace-mate. Everything I read about him when I was a kid... And I thought, but well, he seems he's all right. I thought, but my word, why does he have these people working for him? Mm. I wouldn't employ any of them. Because mm. we had nuns maybe when we were little kids, but we didn't have none. And they, they were whacking us with rulers. They were smacking us around the heads. And I looked at them, I thought, that's not for me. Yeah. That's the church. I don't have nothing to do with it, but I always liked Jesus. Yeah. I always thought he was a good guy, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm the same. I never had him. I never ruled it out. I'd never had no. any angst. I was wasn't angry with no. God, and none of that. No, but it just wasn't like you said. My my experience of church was oh. was was stiff and, it was and like dusty a, at best. It, it was you know? like a vaccine. They <laughs> 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 inoculated it, it against the gospel. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, yeah. carry on. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I had all that. This guy's tell me I know this lads history. He's not, you know. He's <laughs> He was a lot like me, you know, and stuff. So he was bringing these lads around and talking. And I, I said, yeah, let them come. I'll listen to anyone, you know. And we were chatting and debating. And I had nothing to throw back in the, in the, in the, t- in the middle, you know. And they were telling me about the Lord. They were telling me about the scriptures, and I, and I knew them a bit of it vaguely, you know. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, but you know, would, would you like to invite Jesus into your life and all of that. And I said, well, you know what. Well, talking about you know and he said well would you like to meet jesus thought, i thought you know was he going to kill me and i said what do you mean he said well you know he's calling you yeah. you know i said ah, i'd love to meet jesus yeah and it, you know he said well look i'd like to pray with you and i said well, well then you know oh, my goodness man the, the spirit of god
0: hallelujah
1: it, it, it was like sammy rovers floodlights <laughs> and it burst through the top of my skull took me backwards onto the chair, gibbering, and I was shaking. And when he'd finished praying and he stood off and all that, and he was smiling, and he said, how do you feel? And I tried to speak, and I I couldn't speak. And I I could hear Mandy in the kitchen. She was doing the dishes. You know, she just has another weirdo in the house, you know, I'll stay in the kitchen and do what she was doing. And, And I thought, oh, my God. St- I tried to stand on me. legs were shaking don't know what's happened whatsoever all I know is that I've got to go and tell Mandy what's just happened so I staggered and I was like have you ever watched the monsters yeah, her yeah, her yeah, her yeah. Mon- I was like Herman Monster," and <laughs> this gone <Just> c- <coughs> 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 and I looked around and this the, the, this lad Simon he's he was a beautiful guy he's passed away now sadly but he had he had like shiny teeth you know he, he, he had blonde hair short, and he shone, he looked like an angel, you know what you think of a picture of, a, of an angel, that, and he's just smiling at me, I remember thinking, what's he smiling at, as I was trying to get out, I opened the kitchen door, and, and Mandy looked around at me, she's had to sing, and what I seen on her face was fear, Is it? Yeah. But the, the spirit of God that had come in there, and she was looking at me back, and I went over with my arms, I'm not going to do it now, I had <laughs> my arms outstretched. And I was going, come, <laughs> I couldn't get a word out. I put me two hands on a day, and I said, come, come on. Baby. And I, I marched it into the front room where Simon was sitting. And I went, Wh- whatever you just did to me, I said, you best do it to her. I said, sit in that chair, hon. And I flopped back. <laughs> I thought, "God, well, what is this? And uh, he started praying for me. And Mandy got the Holy Spirit touched down. Oh, my Lord. Wow. And yeah, that, 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 was, um, that was the start of, of like a thing. Uh, and God spoke to me. I think, I, can't, I think it was Psalm 93 or something like that. The first time I opened the Bible. And you know what it said? It says uh, 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 about the, the seas, the roaring of the seas. He said, uh, the Lord on high is mighty mightier than the roaring of the seas wow. and the, m- mightier than the tempest And this this is what he was going on about wow. I thought oh, it was you talk about a finger on the button it was you then was it all along mate he got me out <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> yeah and told me the first time i spoke to him he told me i went to bed that night mate i slept like a baby and he gave me a vision i didn't even know what a vision was and he was just showing me people just, uh, just the same as me, just lost, lying in gutters. Just I said, like, what is? That? I had to go to church, starting to find out what had happened to me. Mm. That, that's the truth. And at the end of day, I ended up just going out in the streets. We, we were doing missions. We were just preaching the gospel down in the town centre, in the market, and then we were getting invited here, there, and everywhere. And the church it was a sort was part of. That's the only one I'd ever been to. And I was the Christian centre. And uh, they took a, t- a, a chapel that they'd been given years ago. And it was down the North End where he used to live. And I didn't know anything about it. It had been, you know, abandoned like for ages. And they'd cleaned it all up. And as i become a Christian, it started going. They were having a mission there, you know. And there was a minister. They'd put flyers out and they said, Oh, you're North Endy. And I, you know, would you go down? And I said, Yeah, yeah, no problem. So Saturday morning, uh, they were all going down with buckets and bleach and all that to clean the building up to have this mission, you know. So I goes down Saturday morning and, like, he opens the door to this building down and it was a wreck, you know. He opened his two outdoors doors and it, it was a blank wall in front of you. You had to do a right and then a left and then they had, like, leaflets and stuff. Then you do a left again and then into the hall. So I'm trying to do that little say because I opened the door I've got my buckets. I turned right. I bang. The Spirit of God hit me again. I, I it I hit the wall. I dropped the buckets. The whole... Pl- I wasn't in that building. It was just in the light. And then just... And He said, hey, I'm turning this place over to you. Wow. And I, I was gibbering again. And then he, he left.
0: And I
1: couldn't speak again. I picked the buckets up. And I could hear everyone. Scrubbing away and the Hoover got one and all that. I opened these double doors and he was saying, "Oh, right. I was going, What, what, do, you, what do, you do And I said, I'll do the toilets. And I went in, and I was, I was like, Lord, you know, look at the state of it. You know, and he had done it. anyway, they had the mission, the minister come, he done it, it open for a couple of months and then it closed. I thought, Not in the bad. I just left it alone. And it must have been about two or three years later. There God again. He was just saying I've saying this, but I didn't know what had happened to it. It had been destroyed. There was no roof on it. It had been there'd been fires in it. Every window was smashed in it. Mm. There was upside down crosses painted on the wall in it. There was heroin wraps all over it. Excellent it was a mess. Mm-hmm. The ceilings had come down and I, th- I said, I'll go down and have a look. And I got in, I had to get a crowbar, prize the back door open. I went I said, Lord, are you serious? Like that. And then I, with all the plaster, I started moving the plaster out the way. And I could see the corner of a poster. And I moved it up. But it was Psalm 55, which was a psalm that God had been speaking to me
0: for two years. And you'd have to read it. Yeah, I, it's I, absolutely. It's funny, so I have I read it before. Yeah, but um, I was buried in
1: the thing. And I, uh, as I was sitting there, I was saying, oh "My God, Lord, you know what is this?" I heard someone shouted, "Hello, hello," and all that. sort I went over the debris, over, and it was this blonde-haired guy who lived in the street. He said, "Oh, seeing you coming in, what's happening?" I said, "Well, pff. I said well, I want to f- fix this place up,' you know." And he said, hey, "Well, I'm a builder." He said, I've got an account. He said, said, if you need any gear, he said, you can have access to my account. I thought, what? I thought, that's very nice. And that's how it went. And we never, there wasn't one day, Dad, and we weren't working in there, mate. And we had the sand, the cement, and the hills, the boilers, everything. Praise God. Yeah, and stayed there for, uh, I think it was 18 months. We built it. It was beautiful, mate. When it was finished, all tiled. Brand new carpets. Chairs all upholstered, everything, and it was like a big living room. And every time when we were going had uh, to open, you know, and I'd read the scriptures, it was always the Narragate, the Narragate. And I knew God wanted me to call this thing the Narragate Center, hmm. and so that's what we called it. It was the Narragate Center, and we we're open for 18 years. Wow, you yeah, should, should run free luncheon clubs for, for years and years, you know, taking kids on holiday. And,
0: what what I love about your story in is is the first of all you have got the radical change the <sighs> radical transformation which only only God can do oh you my know? for sure and um, one element I find particularly sort of pertinent is that there's no construct um, around you telling you this is how you know this is how to do it this is this is the template this is the blueprint <sighs> it was it was just God you and the Lord. And um, I I often wonder, you know, those that have, uh, we could say the tougher testimony, you know, the the, the grittier background, quite often um, the encounter with the law can be that much more uh, direct and and, uh, strong almost. And that's what I've really enjoyed about hearing uh, your testimony is that it's it's very clear, very concise. The, The encounters are just like bona fide (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, most, of them, most of them are in the paper, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and um, I, I just love that because for, for, for me as a believer, part of the difficulty I, I probably face is is letting uh, letting go of control and letting the Lord do do the work. Yeah. And it seems yeah. to me f- from the offset, he's he's just like he's giving it to you on a plate in terms of right here we go in this is this is the thing, this is the setup, this is what I'm I'm calling you to do. With, 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 is that is Yeah, when I was in control,
1: mate, the last time I can remember being in control, I was six feet (laughs) underwater on the end of a rope. I thought, no, I don't want to go back there. I mess it up every time. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, when you get into, you know, when I I was born again and stuff, and I just couldn't stop preaching. You're on fire. Mate, yeah. And, uh, you know, we just go out to to churches all over the place, you know, all around the country. And, uh, we, we put a pop of theatre together. Oh, I
0: remember then you saying in, oh the, in the, the first, great. yeah, yeah. We,
1: we had like Rastafarians, you know, with big joints and all that. We had like uh, all the, the situations were set around the pub. Yeah, yeah. Like the old piano down there, exactly how I'd get it up. And the, uh, mate, the people used to be in bulk and we used to get the gospel right in there, you Amazing. know. Amazing. And it was great. Yeah, uh, got invited over to Northern Ireland to Bangor. And we were out in the streets there. But, uh, it was great
0: i was I was mean to ask with with regards to because for me personally whenever I get the um, uh, the opportunity to speak to somebody just somebody older full stop but then somebody who's been on the walk for for a number of years, I always like to try and glean as much as I possibly can um, and not only for myself but for anyone else yeah. what what I was going to ask is is you know knowing what you know now and, and uh, the journey that you've been on. Would there be any sort of advice or encouragement that you'd give to somebody, either young in the faith or, or, or who are trying to establish what what their calling is, trying to walk out what their calling is? Is there, is there anything that you would do different, or, or anything that you would encourage a, a younger person or, or somebody who's who's new to the faith to, to do?
1: I would, I would advise them not to try. Just starts helping the poor. Right. Just start helping people. Just start. Just start being kind and loving, and stuff like that. And God will take you from there. You know, for that that's what I find. I Me mean, that, my I don't even recognize the person who I was, Darren, mm. and stuff, because I didn't know I wasn't a loving person. Mm. I don't think I loved anything. Right. It was. It was like a, a and an, just a word. You know, and I, now I'm a loving person. And it, it starts to you, you've got to make the decision to love, and you know you you'll mess up every single time, but on, but on that journey, and all that God will develop you, and he, he will when he says okay, you you've got a heart, you're putting yourself out for the poor, the sick, the needy, you're looking after the elderly, and all and It will just God will just open that naturally. Mm. You won't have to go looking for the calling but we've already got one you know It's go and preach the gospel amen you know heal the sick deliver you know deliver people from the evil one we've already got a call them mm. you know and then and you just got to tell the truth in love i mean you know there's a lot of people that do i will confess and i know you'll find this really really hard to believe can't put up with me mate for five minutes oh really yeah because oh because
0: you just i'll just tell them you just do it straight I'm away i'm not
1: gonna listen to the waffle i'm not gonna listen to their excuses of why they don't do what they should do i'm just gonna tell them just man up yeah say i'm not doing it just say it. don't you know don't say oh i have to do this no 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 that's it i nah, nah, don't do that just say nah, i'm not doing it yeah i'm gonna do this i just take it on the chin when i come out of, of navigator we had it for years and there was a lot of internal politics that was nothing to do with us whatsoever. You know, it was a big organisation. We were a little cog in there, but we got entangled in it and stuff. And uh, we ended up buying the building, you know. Ended right, up okay. Ended up buying the building to get away from all the strife and the turmoil and the stuff. So we'd be separate. Um, we, we were going to join Ealing and that and stuff. But in the course of all that, it, it fell through, you know. And when they said, We're going to close, you know, we're going to have to close, we're going to sell the building. Because now it was worth money. You know, it was a wreck before, but now it was nice, you know. Yeah. And I said, Oh, no, we're going to climb. And I, when, when I closed the doors on Navigator, I, I went out into Milner Street. I was fuming, Darren, you know. And I said to God, I said, Right, Lord. And this is how stupid a man can be. I said, Right, Lord. I said I'm not listening to no more pastors. I said don't you send me any prophets. I said I'm not listening to any words of knowledge. I don't want any. I don't want any words. I don't want any scriptures from anybody. I said if me and you, I said can't work this out between us like we did before. I ever set foot in that yet. I said I'm done. I said until me and you can speak again, Lord. I said I'm done. I said I'm not listening to any of them. I said I don't like a lot of them. I, oh, mate, oh, talk about hell being unleashed. Oh, God, yeah, for real. You know, it, it, it just... It, it says, it's it's a says silly, in the scripture you shouldn't test, test the silly, Lord, silly, isn't it? And I wasn't, mate, I was angry, and right, I meant okay, it. Yeah. And I meant it, but I had no idea. talk about foolishness. I had no idea of the implications of saying that to God and him saying, okay, son. Yeah, you be careful what you
0: say. So, what did you experience off the back of that? Was it a case of you know a separation? You know no, that mate, sort of like Ichabod no. thing of the glory's gone, or was it just like you were coming under serious like trials? I had people or? trying to kill me. Wow, okay. with guns. Right, okay. Is this so serious it so gets. What, right. Was this from people from the past coming back, no, or was it just no. as it as it was? No, this was a, as we left.
1: I, I went up. I started the. I was one of the, the first on the will to do it the high reach window cleaning you know right. with the poles yeah yeah I was doing power washing I was doing chewing gum removal and I had a big yard up in Ellesmere Port okay and outside well there was a big um building in there like where they used to park coaches 20 30 odd coaches you know that was nothing to do with me I wasn't renting that and it but a load of gangsters had filled it full of dope and they were running that and I had no idea. And it was a setup, it was just a, it was just the enemy and you know mm-hmm. and stuff and, and it got stolen <laughs> and I was in the yard. And that's how it works. And there was guns, there was it was horrendous. Wow. You know, and we had to go and me and a relative and all that I had to go to these fellas and, you know, revert back to type a little bit and just tell them this is not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought, and, and then the Lord just uh, just sorted it, just melted it away. But it's serious, you know. I mean, scary, scary stuff. One thing after another, after another, after another. And I would not bend. I wouldn't pray. I wouldn't say, God help me. Right, okay. I said, no, I threw the God I said, Lord, you know, we, we, we used to speak to one another. You know, we used, I used to hear your voice. I used to pick up on your visions. You know, we used to communicate that's gone. I've got these ministers and I've got these, you know, people coming up saying, oh, and they seem to talk strange. I had a dream last night and there was a waterfall and And I'm supposed to interpret that Mm. into something meaningful. And I just said, Lord, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting up with this. You know, this is serious. You love these people. I've been here 18 years, Lord. I love these people. These are these are my brethren. These are where, where I grew up. I want them saved. You know, I want them healed. I want them born again. I don't want them to perish, but they are. I know what this seems, no matter what we do here, it's just nothing's happening. I need to see something happen, Lord. You know, there was there was lots of people. and You know, that's a terrible thing to say. There, there, were, there were many, many, many people. No, I but was born, just going to ask. one again, you know.
0: What was what was the the crux of of the frustration and the anger was was it the people within the, the church or was it the lack of like you say the movement within the community? What was it that was at the the, the heart of your it, it, frustration? It, it seemed like an, an
1: unequal battle. If you if you know what I mean, we had drugs all over the street. We had domestic violence in the street. We had you know. Robberies, we had stolen cars. We had blah. We were there preaching the gospel, feeding people for free, right. taking kids away. Blah blah blah. And it, it, it just—I wanted to see it—but be honest, we, we used to fast. We used to we, we used to dance. We used to go around the streets of the north. You know the
0: north end. Yeah, not, uh, not, not, not that well, but
1: yeah, well, we used to you know they, they, they used to dance and singing and taking possession of the land. I and mean, we were done it for years. And it was just going down and down and down and down, and I, I was thinking, "What is this? You know, is it me? It's got to be me."
0: Right. Okay. So, so you you're swimming against the tides, and and you're doing everything that you can in in, in 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 what you've been given, and it's it's reached that point where you are just like, Lord, like, do something, please. Yeah. You know, okay. Them, I'm
1: desperate as hear. You know, there's people that and they were dying. Or, you know, I, I was taking the funeral. I was going doing the funerals, darling. You know, and they're all crying, and you know. and I know it, I know they weren't saved,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and I can't lie.
0: Yeah, because oh,
1: always with the Lord. No, I couldn't yeah, yeah, do that, yeah. you know. I thought, oh god, you know, and he just feel like a failure. No, not that anything depends on me, I was just there. I was reading the scriptures, I could see how it was when Jesus was there. I said, oh, no, and you got you know, I'm the worst of sinners and all that, but even he, even he got to. Get involved, I just felt like it was doing religion,
0: right? Okay, I didn't
1: want any of it. I wanted to see people, I wanted Healed to see blind eyes opened, yep. I wanted to see cripples walk, I wanted to see the dead raised. I believed that I. I wasn't seeing I'm not seeing it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm just gonna keep going till they do,
0: yeah.
1: You know, it's our inheritance, we've got to see it, you know, and I've always had that. Oh, come on, Lord, you know, the dying, the dying, you don't want them to die, I don't want them to die, you know, I want them to live, I want them to be, I want them to be with you, I want them to be my brother, I want them to be my sister, and he's here, and
0: oh. I, I, I really, I really appreciate, Um, I really appreciate what you're saying and your honesty with regards to that experience, because um, quite often, as believers, we can get, um, don't. Despondence, not even the word, is it? No, it's, it's it's desperate. You, 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 you're desperate. Your faith is being tested. Yeah. Your, yeah. your, your hopes are, are, are fading, and and you're st- you're trying to stand on the word because that's what the word is saying, and and you want to see these things happen, and when it doesn't happen, uh, for whatever reason, it, it can be really um, disheartening and, yeah, and what hard. What is it?
1: What's happening? You know, I see this in the Bible. You, you know, Lord, blah, 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 blah. you just keep going, going, going. But God is getting you ready. Yeah. So, Let's so you you, you,
0: perse- you you're persevering at this point, and and you're striving to come out of this this um this, this period of, of frustration. Was there a was there a turning point? Was there anything that changed? Or yeah,
1: yeah there was. Yeah, I mean, I'd always like, you know, God. <laughs> God knows, of course, he knows. <laughs> he knew I loved them. Yeah, you know what I mean. He knew that I was angry with them. You know, and angry at the people who were in ministry. It would it would. You know, who were pulling the strings. I was like, "How oh, you have these people working for you?" I said, "I wouldn't even have them working for me." I said, "They represent you, and this, and there's that, and there's that." You know what is this? That's supposed to be me. That was my lifestyle. <laughs> They're more like me before I got saved. <laughs> but like, it's all very, uh,
0: very yeah. nicely
1: delivered, yeah, and slickly given. I could see right through it,
0: yeah, and uh, it just. <laughs> wind you up. Yeah, and I was saying to the Lord, you know what well,
1: I'm not pl- I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not doing it. I'm out. You know, as it's this to me and you again, you know, can we start again please? You know, it was great before I went to see <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't mean that by this, no, no, I'm just relaying no, 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 how like I feel, I you know, how it, I felt yeah. at the time, the situation yeah. we were in and stuff. But you know, I, I want to God back. I didn't want people giving me pictures. I'm weird. I wanted to talk to God again. I missed it.
0: Yeah, relationship.
1: <laughs> oh, doesn't it, it, it? There's nothing that can that can replace that, you know. And um, and I was driving. there was heavy goods driver and stuff. And I was driving down the, uh, the M6, just coming up there uh, towards Sandbatch, And I never listened to the, you know. I never used to have the radio, and I hate all of that stuff. But I used to have the thing on for the traffic, so the traffic would cut in, you know. Yeah, and it'd tell you if there's anything. So and then it cut in and blah, blah, blah. Give the traffic information. And it said, um, We're going to play a song and all that. He said, By an no, artist who has made the song for it. And it was a singer that I loved from years ago. And it was Joe Cocker. Right, yeah. And I thought, Oh, wow, Joe Cocker's made another song. So I pressed the button so it didn't cut off. You know, we used to get the traffic to play a little bit. So I pressed it to put it on. He said, hey, he's, made, he's brought this song down. There'd been a shooting in Birmingham. There was a young girl a uh, shot on a friend, Letitia, shakes you after something outside the club.
0: Did you say in Birmingham? It was in Birmingham, yeah. Uh, was it, what, about 15 years ago? Yes. Probably? Yeah, yeah the, the burger bar there was something boys there. And, yeah, and... Yeah, 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 and they yeah, they yeah they they
1: the they one. And this young girl had been killed. And Joe Cocker had wrote a song, you know, and he said, we're going to play it. I thought, oh, great, so I turned it up. Oh, my God, the, the spirit of God filled the cab again, mate. I uh, knew God had showed up. Okay. And the words, oh, was sobbing like a baby, I had to pull up on the hard shoulder with the 45-foot trailer on the back with the hazard lights going, listening to this song. And, poof, I knew God. I thought,
0: "Where have you been?" Yeah, you know, and the song was called "Let the Healing Begin." Wow. On right, so that's perfect. So on that, what I was going to ask you with regards to healing, because obviously we we touched on in the first podcast about um, you know your 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 walk and transformation into, into healing. Um, a, a bit of a personal question, but did you, did you see like a, a correlation, uh, a, a symmetry with, um, so say for example, when we spoke about the PTSD and the traumas and the, the things that you were holding as a child, a teenager, yeah. when, when your ministry went into the, the realms of healing, was there, um, a personal healing that was taking place within yourself, oh, yeah. like it, because it started in that truck. In, in that in that truck with it's that song. Listening to that song, you knew boom. Oof. Right, okay. I mean, I thought the old that.
1: cocker wrote that song. God got the old cocker to write that yeah. song to get me on the M6. That Hallelujah
0: yeah. No, that's that's <laughs> it. No, no, I, I love that. That's perfect because yeah. I, you know, in order to go out and hear lovers, I think obviously oh, there's, listen there's, to there's it. There, well, there, innit? Listen to it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give it okay. a I'll give it a spin. No one sings like the old cocker. Eh? And and was there um again because I don't you can't put uh, you can't put absolutes to this thing It's different for everyone but was there a, was there a time frame was there a period of, of 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 healing for you was is there something that's still ongoing today it's still ongoing yeah then. okay it's Still ongoing. Okay, but yeah.
1: like from that point on I knew the Lord was back or I was back
0: yeah
1: and I knew that things were going to change so so now was I was. Lord, you know, I began, we began our conversations again. You know, I was saying, Come on, Lord, what's this? You know, you, you you're having a jealous hour. I, I don't, there's none of the religious stuff. I don't do it. You? you know, I just talk. I just talk. <laughs> just talk. talk, talk. Yeah, and with the wood, you know, and I, I piles of wood. I was saying, Come on, Lord, you were supposed to be good with wood. How do I do this? Show me how to do this, will
0: you? And then makes <laughs> it end up doing that. Wow, that's good. <laughs> love that um just touching on what you said uh you know at the top of your testimony you mentioned about um you know being exposed to to geopolitics the wider world yeah. this this element of um you know waking up to a, to a bigger picture than just what you're used to yeah. um obviously y- y- you've gone for a long period of time where where you said Look, i've been uh, made aware of this this situation and i i felt this this desire to to raise awareness and, and wake people up as it were um, not only with the gospel but with the the, the state of the world and, and and all of these uh agendas and everything else it's always political yeah right yeah. This. It's all, always political but with that what have been the hardest obstacles in your journey um ha- with regards to spreading that and have you seen an increase in that same awareness or is it roughly the same because you said you know as a, as a teenager or young 20 reading about you know Russia or communism or any one of these things. I was
1: buying a book. I bought a book. Right, cost twenty six quid. Like when it was thirty one about Henry Kissinger. Right. Okay. Yeah. Talk yeah. about
0: Anarak. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get when 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 your eyes are open, you you, you get into it, yeah. and that's what's been the. Have there been any obstacles, struggles with that? Is that something that's easier now? Something in in your day to day that you see people who are, are cottoning on to the the, the situation. What, what,
1: something mega uh, has changed you know over because I mean for many many years you know I mean I was always telling people about you know the dangers you know of the, the food the medicines mm-hmm. the, you know the NHS they always used to call the No Hope Saloon right okay, and stuff yeah. while people were running around the park with bunny rabbit suits on and I, I was just uh, just stunned right and you know knowing what it, what it is what it was set up to do and I it's doing it absolutely clinically, efficiently, you know. And my lord, wake these people up, you know, because there's nothing there, healing. Why is there? There's nothing there. It's toxic.
0: From from what I recall, I think the NHS was that was established what, just after the Second World my War. Lovely
1: people, lovely, yeah. well-intentioned, beautiful individuals. Yeah. And that that that's the sick side of it, Darren, because you know the enemy. And stuff. He prowls around like a roaring lion, and stuff. He he, he takes those values yeah. and that, and that lovingness, and he'll just sit in the background and just poison it. Yeah. And that was that was the intention.
0: Because you've got, I think, pre NHS, you had it was like a volunteer basis. You had volunteers working in voluntary hospitals. I think the NHS was founded on on the principle, of, you know, free for all. Yeah. Nobody um, would pay for it, mate. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't pay for it. I, th-
0: we'll, 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 I think we'll touch. We'll touch. A, we'll, we'll go into it a bit, bit further as we, as we go into. Can I just say one yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, just, just, just
1: quickly? When's the last time you had a
0: horrible toothache? Uh, I mean, I'm talking within the last year or two, definitely bad. Yeah, like, like for me, like if if you want to rate pain, like eleven. T- like <laughs> teeth pain is is. Uh, yeah, probably second to, to childbirth. <laughs>
1: Nasty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a, a newspaper, I think it was the Daily Mirror, and it was a reproduction of the uh, the day the First World War ended. And it was a two-page spread and stuff, and the front page was, you know, Victory and the Allies and blah, blah, and you opened it up, and there was more stories, and there's adverts around it outside, and you know what one of them said? This is from 1917. Mm. Go on. It says, Toothache cured instantly. But what? <laughs> that was in 1917. And it, 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 it said, and the, the product was called Nervine. And I knew exactly what it was.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like something the Nazi used in wartime. Nervine. That's what they called it, yeah. And
1: it's a cell salt. And it will cure toothache instantly. Okay, well, it's good, it's good <laughs> gear, is it? Oh, yeah, it's oh, the, okay. it was on the paper, it was in the paper.
0: Well, and you're definitely not going to be seeing that about at the no. moment, then. Get yourself some, okay? It's <laughs> still so, available. With that being said, how can the church take responsibility? Um, in terms of because you mentioned in the last uh, in the last podcast about a lot of these things being hidden, yes, um, it's all occulted. all all tucked away so whether it's alternative treatments or alternative therapies Uh, we touched uh, in the last show about um, you know how how within the community it would be taken to the priest the priest would be responsible for the healing how do you see that sort of potentially panning out in the future going forward so we've got all this awareness we've got all of this uh, information with regards to alternative therapies and medicines how how can you see that like how can how did the how does the church how does the body take responsibility for that do you think i know that's a bit of a bit of a big question but what what do you reckon
1: it's like taking on board like like reality right really you know you 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 know like we see through a glass darkly and stuff like that but like when we take it right back into right back to the garden and stuff like that and, and and you know, God says, you know, we read to that tree. you will know good and evil. Mm. Now a lot of people, may maybe ninety odd percent of the people, we all understand good. You know, we know what goodness is, and we know good people, and we know horrible people. But he doesn't say you will know good and you'll know horrible. He says you'll know evil mm. and it, it and it, it it's a horrendous revelation. Yeah, when you see evil, not people being horrible, I'm talking about like the entity and the spiritual personality yeah. of, of evil. Yeah, you know, and the Bible says that the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. Yeah, so straight away you've you've got to look and you say, well, where is he? What's he doing? If he's if he holds and it's evil. What is it? I mean, we've got the NHS. I mean, wow, that's you know that's good. We've got governments. That seems okay. Because we've never seen anything else. Mm. We, 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 you know, we never stop to analyse. And, the, you know, we've got to realise is that there are two seeds on this planet with us. We, we, we've never been alone. There is the seed of the serpent here yep. alongside the seed of the woman. And, you know, the serpent, don't,
0: they don't think like us. Yeah. They're cold-blooded. Yeah, the cold blooded they do not have empathy or love. I think scripture says uh, there are those that literally plot evil all as, the they, time. As, they, as they go to bed at night. They're, they're literally all the time. I mean, I know this is the classic scripture, Ephesians 6, 12, where We We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, yeah. but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So like you say, when you're looking at the situation, the overall structure with spiritual eyes, you can see that beyond the backdrop is, it, there, there's movement of, of an evil, um, uh, malevolent uh, uh, force, which like you say, I, I think when you first come to these truths, when you start looking into the structures, um, be it if you have salvation or not, it can be overwhelming because of the scale. Yeah, so, it is overwhelming with that um and and again you mentioned in the previous podcast about it's not god's will for this suffering it's not god's will for this evil to be to be on this earth you know the temptation or or not even the temptation but the 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 narrative is is it's they or them who, who you know they are doing this they are doing that it's them it's grace, it's clever yeah so We'll get into it. Who, who in your opinion, who, who's they, who's them? You know, we're, we're, we're let's go. That's this. a boss question, yeah. mate,
1: because I always throw that one. That was a bit underrated. <laughs> I <laughs> usually throw that one because it, it's occult. Yeah. Well, when, when you see, I'll just dip it into it. It's easier to explain with law. Just a little bit.
0: Yeah, by all because means. Because
1: It's all to do with words. Lord is all about words and definitions. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells you this is you know, to be clear, let your yes be yes and let your no, no be no. no. Don't be babbling on like a pagan. Mm-hmm. You know, that means pay again, pay again, pay again, mm-hmm. pay again, babble on at your words, you know. But like the, the whole system is run on occulted words. Because, you know, we, we create reality. We, we create perception. Words are like paintbrushes. You speak them out. I could say to you, Darren, a dog. And straight away you get a picture of a dog. Right? I would have a picture of a dog. Mine will be not, and yours might be a white dog. Mine might be a black dog. It's a difference. So we have to break down and define and define. No one's talking about a black and white dog with spots, you know, about, ba- so you can define and break and break and break down. And uh, how they've trapped us in this reality and in this nonsense is with words. Mm. We d- they, they've taken the English language and the creative word of God and stuff and they've given it different definitions. So when you're speaking to, a, just say, a legal person, doesn't matter if it's a traffic warden, a judge or whatever, he's not addressing you as a man. Mm-hmm. He's, he's speaking to you as a person. Mm-hmm. And a person is too pay son so you can't do any harm to the man he can't cause any anything to the man so you have to step down from being a man and become Darren or you have to become the husband or you have to become anything other than the man because man is in charge. Mm-hmm. God made man in his image. He put him here to, to, to create he put him here to be in control he put him here to you know tend the land. And as man, you know, we create governments, we create law, we create courts, we create systems for our benefit. But the minute any of those systems cease to be a benefit, now they become like a a hindrance or a harm or a damage. You're you're a man, you're into it, you just step away. You say, I no longer wish to be that person. And then that's done. There's no court can touch you. There's no judge can touch you. Because he's got no right to touch you. He, he can only, and and that's the whole system that's set up. It, it, the, the evil is that hard to perceive, Darren. Mm. It's because it's normal, right? It's our reality. It, it's our normality. It's not evil to us. It's comfortable. It rhymes with our nature. Right. It feels normal. It looks normal. Nobody's panicking. Everybody seems to be okay with it. Blah blah blah. But I the, said the whole world under the sway of the evil that are blind they, ca- they can't see that like that every system that they're looking at is evil mm-hmm. but it doesn't look evil yeah it doesn't smell evil it doesn't sound evil and it smiles because it's a serpent <laughs> Remember the jungle book with mowgli with yeah, a serpent. Yeah, yeah. i mean it didn't come and try and bite him it sang to him yeah made him feel comfortable and relaxed Satan comes as a, as an angel of light, yeah, and he does it. He does it through governments. He does it through school. He does it through the medical profession. You can just pick any single one of these institutions, and, and you can just pick it apart, and, and you'll see the whole thing is absolutely rotten to the core.
0: So, um, on that note, here's uh, here's one for you, Ian. So, we b- th- this is this is a quote. Now, uh, I'm going to touch on the F word. Okay, Freemasonry. <laughs> not, free, not free about it free about being amazing <laughs> And they don't
1: build walls anymore
0: Now uh, this is a quote which I, I believe uh, subs out very well We believe that nothing so much undermines public confidence In public institutions As the knowledge that some public servants Are members of a secret society One of whose aims is mutual self-advancement So with that being said, we, we, we've we spoken about the, uh, the powers and the principalities. We've spoken about systems and structures, so we, be it polit- uh, politics, uh, whether it be governments, whether it be schools. Um, now, you can go down the sensational YouTube route of satanic panic vibe. I, I, I get that. I, I understand uh, where a lot of that narrative comes from. But for me, I'm more interested in terms of, the, the systemic role and the conflict of interest between uh, Freemasonic secret societies and these um, uh, structures that we so-called depend on. So whether it's the, the British Medical Agency, whether it's the Royal Society of, of Surgeons and Doctors, um, it's, it's very hard for an individual, uh, especially if you don't have spiritualized or if you haven't received salvation. To actually see the the, the relationship between uh, these the so called secret societies, um, the spiritual relationship with ancient Babylon, the the the, the, the Satan, and um, how they how they impact on our everyday lives, whether it's our our police, whether it's our um, health system, whether it's our corrupt government. Um, because for me, I don't know how you feel about this, Ian. There are there's a lot of truth awakening. There's a lot about talk about truth, and and they're they're ready to expose the the, the so-called corruption within these institutions. But that spiritual backdrop that's behind it is yeah. is like we said, it's evil. It's a spiritual. World.
1: It's a spiritual world. It, it, it's hard to, to comprehend that like everything that you see around you created by these it, it is evil at its essence. It doesn't, but it doesn't look evil. It seems to be okay. Like you talk about the NHS now, so it was founded by beautiful people mm. with the best of intentions, but they were being played by a higher power. It, it, it was a spiritual decision to get with a, with an end game because all the documents are, are available. You, you can read what these people have said. You can see what the Nazis and all that said they were going to do when they won the war. Mm. You know they believed it. They, they did when it was the Germans that lost it. And they said they were going to set up a European Union. Yeah, they done it. Prince Bernhard, Prince Philip, set it up. So they got the union. They said they were going to um, poison uh, the food, the water, and the air. They're doing it.
0: You know. Yeah. So I think um, average Joe blogs down the street. He can probably pack his lunch for, for tomorrow. He, he he might have the ability to to plan for a, for a holiday next year. I think gen- the general public struggled struggle to plan for f- two years, three years, five years, ten years. These guys that are doing these things have Hundred been planning years. for hundreds of years. It's a generational
1: like. thing. I've done um, a talk at a, dem- a, a demonstration, a scream and match as a demonstration <laughs> <laughs> down at the town hall. And part of it, was saying, you know, these people that they are not, they are never happier until they, 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 they are sticking a dagger in good people's back. You know, and I said they used to wear back, you know, hundreds of years ago. As you go back and you see the country houses, and they go back. You know, this is me dad, this was me granddad, this was me great granddad, my great 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 granddad. And they go back, man. They're all on horses with swords, and yeah, and, and spears, and you know, they're all men of war. Mm. And you know, the, the, there's never been a generation that hasn't had to deal with these people. Mm. But like, you know, when time's gone back, you may have been sitting in your village. You know, you may have been do, you know, doing your farming and you. and the next thing there'd be big horses. These fell all suits of armour and a bit of swords, and it they just kill you. You know, you and they lived with that all the time. You know, until like there there's the English longbowman that put a start to that because the king needed, you know, to fight his enemies and stuff and the longbowman said, Well, yeah, okay, and you're gonna pay us and they, he had to come to terms, and the, now it was all equitable. Right. You know, you you'll you be looked after, you will have a piece of ground, you can grow your food, and this is how way. It was always confronting evil, you know, and then you the, the, the get, like, the, the the institutions begin. You know, you've got, like, the pirates, they, they were just out robbing and genocide and all over, when they come home, you know, they couldn't do that. You know, they, they couldn't run around and kill a fellow man you know we had the English common law, we were based on the scriptures and stuff. Thou shalt not kill, so yep. you can't kill. So they had to, well, they, these people have got to kill. Yeah. They're a different seed, you know, the, the, the serpent seed. They kill, steal and destroy. That's what they You can't stop these people killing. So they had to invent a system whereby they weren't, they weren't harming man anymore. That they weren't harming, they, they weren't killing men anymore. But you have to step down. You, you, you have to take from the forefront of your, of your thinking that you're a man, that you're made in God's image, that I am, I am in charge. No man is in charge of what I do. No one gets to call a shot for Ian Carter. There's no one's got that authority. I answer to God. I oh, give an account to Almighty God. I'll give an account to, to a policeman. Or I've done it many times, in the course. are you claiming to be my judge? Are you crazy? And the, the, these people just fold. They know they're not my judge. Mm. I know they're not my judge. I'm a man, I, I'm here to govern. I'm self-governing. I, I help every man and woman I come across every minute of every day. And I, I don't know no debt. I, I'm not a member of the legal society. I'm not a member of the Masonic society. Mm. I'm not a member of the Jesuit Society. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a <laughs> well, i not at this no, point. <laughs> you know, I'm just to think of I'm not a member of the Quaker Society. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't get bothered by the Quakers if I make a noise. You know, it's my business. I'm entitled to make a noise. They're entitled to be quiet if they feel. For it. That's what. They, but the legal society. I mean, you're touching on societies before. You know, that's an agreement between people. You know, you can have a private society, you can have the society at large, you can have a secret society, but it's a society, it belongs to them. It's absolutely nothing to do with me, 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 you and Joe and that, we could form a society this evening and we could decide that orange is now going to be green. We can decide that Friday is going to fall on a Tuesday, but we can just make up a whole load of nonsense and and ascribe to it. It's nobody's business but ours. It's our society. You don't have to believe it. You can think of stupid if you like. So uh, n- now you've got now you've got this society that you never joined it. You haven't got a membership card to the legal society. Mm. You don't have a membership card to the Boy Scout Society or the any society. So how come you have to jump up and down and obey its rules? I don't have the Boy Scouts coming out to my house telling me my tie's tied the wrong way. All my bootleaders are, <laughs> are tired. I'm not a member of their society. That doesn't apply to me. But you now you've got the legal society. It's a society. I'm not a member. I'm not under its jurisdiction. I'm not bound by its rules or its regulations. I'm not a member. I'm a man. My only duty and obligation on this planet is to do no harm to no man, to never trespass on his property and to never do any wrong. Other than that, I'm free and clear. I don't know I don't even know these people an explanation. They, they throw me out every time I go into the cut, You know got a summons, you know you were talking on the phone, you he was doing this, you was doing that. I ask anybody, they throw me out. They say get that man out of here. That's what they say.
0: So I mean cuz I think there there'll be things that, that you've you just touched on in in, in that bit there uh, where this this will be new to a lot of people in terms of um, uh, for want of a better description, you've got you know the common law, you've got maritime law, you've got the as you described the the, the sovereign the sovereignty of, of man and and God, uh, the relationship between God's word and God's law and the law of the land and the law of these imposters of, of these. See uh,
1: what, what it is that is, is like law. No, there is only one law
0: god's god's law yeah my, yeah. So, law. so with that being said if you're new to this because I, I think there may be su- there may be a lot of people who've seen uh instances uh particularly within the uh the, the previous lockdowns with people uh you know standing on 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 different laws not being able to uh being able to deny certain uh, organizations police officers um how would you how if you're new to this what what would be the best way to describe what what what, what is taking place here and uh, what, what what's going on with regards to this I stuff? Because it had can d- be quite. I think it can be quite complicated on when you first come to it. Like common law, maritime law, magna. Yeah. Co- like it's, it I can done a be. video on it. Some lads
1: have done a video on it when they, they came to the shed. You know, to me, cabin and that. We have done like two hours on it and stuff, and we we're going through it. And you know, it, it sounds complicated. Right. It, it isn't. Okay. You know what I mean? It's the most simplistic thing, and that's what makes it difficult for people. It is so simple. It okay. is unbelievable. Right. I am not a member of society. <laughs> okay. I, I have opted out. God has said to me, "Come out from amongst them. Might do not partake with them. Don't have nothing to do with the, the sins. Be separate from them." And I'm separate from them.
0: Being I, set apart. Okay. I, I,
1: I, I just state that fact. You know, I am not under your control, and you know, it, it, you know, it was this according to this code or that code. And I said, well, I'm not a code decipherer. I'm a simple. I'm a man. I never went to Bletchley Park. I cannot interpret your code. I'm not a code. If you write something in code, how on earth am I supposed to obey it mm. <laughs> And that. It's all gobbledygook, it's all a bad dream, you've got to wake up and get over it. It's a fraud, <laughs> it is evil. The the judge, the, the wig that he wears, the tassel on the back is called the warlock. Yeah, they dress in black. You know, what you're attending is a seance, right? That's why you have to have somebody speak for you. Right, okay, yeah. yeah? Because you're not there, there's no man presence. Yeah? They're dealing with the dead. That's why you have to be summonsed, Mm -hmm. yeah? It's a seance, you're summonsing the dead. But a man turns up, he can't speak. You have to have somebody speak for him. I don't speak to a judge or I cannot speak to a judge or a magistrate. He doesn't exist, Uh, it's a man you're looking at and I'll address him man to man. Listen, man with the funny wig (laughs) and the funny clothes, you're a man and I'm a man, yeah? You don't wish to do this, your fellow man, any harm today, would you? Because I'll hold you liable for the harm. Hmm. And he'll say, certainly not, sir. I would never wish to cause you harm. I say, well, okay, goodbye. Off you, off your pop. And it's that simple. They understand the
0: law. They know
1: they're not a judge. <laughs> Half of them are thick.
0: So, sm- Smoke and mirrors. So with that being said, is there... Um, is there any particular particular literature, any any direction that you'd you'd um, recommend people to look at? This the, the, this this side of um, law and and uh There's good Guy Carl Lenz.
1: I, I got into it years years back. He simplified it, and it's just simple stuff. That, that if you're a man that you, your position in reality. In, in in this realm, my God is that of a man, and He put us here to govern, to look after the planet, to be in charge, to self-govern, to look after the elderly, to look after the widow, to look after the orphan, mm. to look after the lonely, tend to the sick. That's a man's duty, and obviously his family, and stuff that that's his duty. So, like in the course of that. Like man, obviously, like you know, you need law and stuff. Not everyone's gonna <laughs> gonna conform. Y- yeah. So man sets up institutions for his benefit. Now he doesn't set them institutions up to cause him harm, or to rob his money, or to lock him in a dungeon. Who he, who do such a crazy thing? You wouldn't create anything that's gonna lock you in a dungeon. They were created for our benefit, so that we could have peace, so that a man can have order. And he can feel secure and within his rights and his property. So we set it up for our benefit and stuff so the wrongdoer, you know, can be brought to task and can, uh, you know, put it right and make amends and go on with his life and stuff. But that's not what we've got. No. We've got, you you touched on secret societies like Freemasonry and stuff like that. The, The most powerful one is the legal society. Right. It's the crown. Yeah. You know, the judicial I, I was in court about uh, about three three, four months ago and I never let I never usually let anybody go with me. Right. I was go I was used to go on my own because I don't want these people to think that I'm putting on any sort of a show. Right, I got you. I'm not trying to be a YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to show off. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm dealing with these people. Man to man, I so I bought the I mean, friend and a taxi driver and a boxing lad and all that. You know, he's been laying, and then he was there. He said, please, Lero, let me come, let me come. I said, okay. I said, we'll come down. And when we left, he said, Ian, hey, I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> and he was saying to me when we were going in, he said, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? I said, I don't know. And he said, have you not gotten that? I said, no. I said, I'm going to see how they behave. I said, what? I said, well, I'm going to see how they behave. If they're nice people, we're going to get along fine. If, they, if they're scowling and they growling and they're giving me, the, they're going to have a hard time with me. And by goodness, they had a hard time that wow. day. And when I left, the security guard, they, would, they would, get that man out of here, get him out of here. And the security, the security, this is what happens all the time. And the security guards come in and I said, hey, but, and they said get him out of here. And I turned an to the magistrate, I said, listen, mister, I said, I don't know who you are. I said, I don't know what you believe yourself to be. I said, but this is my court. This is the public court. I said, it's not your court. You don't, you just do business here. This court was built by my ancestors for my benefit, And I've come in here as a man to get equity and to get a a controversy solved. I said, and you, I said, don't put me out of any way. I said, this is the public court. Weekend, I said, the news have hijacked it. I said, and it's not going to last for much longer. And I turned around and went out. And when we went outside, but I was shouting, I'd lost my temper. Right, okay. And the security guards, when we were me and Kaz, and they the security guard, he went, Ian. And I turned around and he went, that was my finish, <laughs> And I said, the size of you. I said, what are you buckling to these, these toads for, you know? And then we opened the double doors, and I got a round of applause. Wow!
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, they,
1: could hear, they could hear it in the waiting room.
0: So uh, I mean, I think it's it's fascinating. I mean, you can you can go on YouTube and have a look at these videos of people using the right language, well, using the right language, the right words, and understanding the the, the sovereignty of of, of manhood. Got in know you, you, you know who you are. You um, know who you are. What do you think about the relationship between tran- transgression of God's laws? So, tran- you know, and this is, again, this is the fascinating relationship between the Torah, the 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 the, the, the moral laws, the, the judicial laws, and how they intertwine with the laws within the land. How do you feel about, say, for example? If I start violating Torah and violating God's word and then I walk in court expecting to get off because I'm saying it's not going to happen, is it, well, you're is fraud. it what's the what's the relationship between you know uh, a righteous you know a righteous man standing on the, the, the sovereign relationship he has with God and those who are wanting to try and to bend the rules yeah,
1: well the frauds uh, at the end of the day and that these people that no matter what they are made they are not stupid. They will spot a fraud in a heartbeat. Yeah, they uh, they are weird nerds. That you know they understand the language. They, they have taken the, the common language that you and I use, and within their society, have changed all the definitions. And you can go and get a, a legal dictionary
0: and yeah. just look at the language you speak. Is it is there um is it blacks blacks law dictionary? Is that no, uh, only that one? Okay, no. right, yeah. Oh, there's a few. <laughs> Sorry, Just opened <laughs> <an oven. laughs> There's a story
1: behind the black suit, No, but but when it it goes back, and you know, you but when these people are speaking to you, you know, it may be a magistrate, it may be a judge. That that's just a title, yeah. You know, so you've got to realize that when you're intercoursing with these people, and you're you're not speaking to a man, yeah. You're speaking to a person, person yeah. You're speaking to somebody speaking his native language within his society yep. which is legalese right right but you believe it to be English yeah you believe that the words that he's speaking carry the same definitions as you do well that's a big mistake and that's that's part of the trap you know because the definitions are you're answering questions you're saying yes and no to questions that they're just not ans- asking you- mm-hmm. you know like a, a a good one is is when they say, do you understand? You know, my under. yeah, do you stand under, they'll say, you know, you've got a ball tire and your back lights out and that's going to be, you know, 120 pound fine and three points on your license You do understand that, don't you? Mm. Or you understand. And if you say, yeah, you, you believe that he's saying to you, do you comprehend, you know, what I've just spoken to you and you say, "Yo, he's not saying that. He's saying, "Do you agree to stand under all that nonsense I've just said?" And you agreed, but you thought he was asking something else. So then the next day, they'll get out the car and, and off you go. And you, you, you're in a contract. He said, do, "Do you understand all that?" And you say, "Yeah." And as far as he's concerned,
0: you're in full agreement.
1: So you consent to me to w- what happens
0: with that. I mean, because it's a very... um it's it's a t- when you're in those situations, whether it's you know a position of of authority, so-called, whether it's a policeman, scary whether it's, it's it's a scary yeah, principle. Yeah, like yeah. I, I I'm aware of a lot of these principles, but when it comes, you know, when that badge is in your face, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's it's a real how how much um, you know. Basically, I I don't want to try and promote something that people aren't prepared to engage in because it's it can be like a, a, a fraught thing. Um, where would be a good starting point just to be aware of, just to start looking into whether it's the, the structure or the language used? What, what would be, you know, because somebody could be listening to this now go, what are they talking about? And they've or got they're red
1: they're letters and the, the frighten they're frightened they're going to get the houses taken, yeah. and they're going to get the car repossessed, they're going to take all of that. Well, y- you've got to realise what you're looking at. You're looking at an attempt to have your property taken, but you've got to do it willingly. You know, the, you're going to consent to handle So it's all, over. it's all consent, essentially, yeah, because, isn't it? Yeah, because because that letter and that piece of paper will not be saying what you believe
0: it's saying. A lot of the things that we we've, we've discussed already, th- this could be new to a lot of people, uh, particularly believers. Um, where would be a good place to 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 get started with this information? Where it comes to, you know, like we said, the the, the judicial system, the sovereignty of, of man within this sort of realm of laws and this appropriation of it what what, what would you recommend in terms of you know getting started in this area Scripture.
1: Yeah. <laughs> amen
0: <laughs> because it's all taken and
1: inverted and script and worked against you as a weapon right that that's how it's done you know it, it carries power we all know the word of god is living and active amen and Use that script, yeah, and they invert it. I'll give you an example is you they would say, Today, Darren, you were fined 25 pounds, and you'd say, Was I right? Mm-hmm. So they're not saying you've done anything, they're not because they're using the word you. Okay, you as a plural, it means two, means more than one. But like you know, in yeah. normal, we just think it means I. Yeah. So when they say you were fine today, twenty five pound, and they said that to me, I was saying, "Is that? well, which of the you are you claiming owes the debt? Are you claiming I, the man, owe a debt, or the legal fiction created by the legal society, which which are you levying, and they can't answer it." Right. And that comes from where it says in the Bible, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Wow. Yeah, so they take that scripture and they want you to be double-minded. So they'll stabilize you. Wow. They're gonna be your governor. Yeah. If you won't self-govern and you're not self-aware, and you don't accept the position that Almighty God placed you here in, and you don't operate in it, well then they They're going to be your God. They're going to be your governor. They're going to create your laws. And they're going to be your authority. And if everything is in the words, authority is the author of rights. Mm. Who authors your rights? Mm. The local author of rights. The local authority. Or is God the authority? You can only have one. You can't be double-minded.
0: Yep. Amen. <laughs> yeah, amen. And I just want to reiterate at this point: it's not about being rebellious. It's not no, about kicking up no. a fuss. It's about recognizing your, your 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 sov- sovereignty with the Lord in terms of yeah dominion, uh, king, uh, being a, a steward, and um, what the heart of this talk is it, not about ah the pesky free mate like we understand we get that we get that picture but the, the the heart of this is what are we handing over what what are we giving uh, permission uh, to to do like are we taking like you said are we taking care of uh, our elders are we taking care of the vulnerable are we taking responsibility for 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 our jurisdiction and what's 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 in and around us and um quite often with these um these smoke and mirrors, as you say, Ian, it's about what we give to them. It's about the permission and consent because this this is all about consent. Everything. You want to talk about our so-and-so agenda, this facts, like, for me, it's all about consent. Yeah. It's all yeah. about consent. Yeah. Um, So like i said I, I I wanted to bring this up in terms of the context of, of of the system the 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 you know in the last episode we spoke about um, alternative uh, therapies and healings and and the, the holes within within the system and part of that is is taking responsibility and understanding what, what we've been given um so it's,
1: uh, it's on that scripture where it comes back see all, all, all that system wants you to do really is speak words to it. You know what I mean? It's to say hello to it, acknowledge it. You know, because now you're acknowledging something that doesn't really exist. It's only a fiction. You you know, you can't touch the DVLA. Mm. You know, you cannot say hello to the Inland Revenue. You know, the Inland Revenue cannot speak. It does not have a mouth. The Inland Revenue... An HN Tax Department cannot pick up a pen. Yep. It cannot say anything. It can't speak. It can't communicate. It is a fiction in law. It's, it has no physical reality whatsoever.
0: A, a corporation. Uh, correct it's me if I'm wrong. Um, corporation. One. One corpse. It's, it's, it's a it's talking a, corpse.
1: Yeah. That's that. That's that's why it can only speak on paper in voice. Mm. Yeah, you're dealing with a dead entity it doesn't it doesn't exist mm. it's not real it, it, and you
0: know it it's amazing because it makes me makes me think you know the God doesn't give us a spirit of fear no. and a lot of no. these a lot of these uh, structures and and systems in st- they, they, they promote and, and oh, push you so live much fear afraid, you
1: have to be afraid or you just laugh mm. you know, but, but, but when one of these things come you know when they come through the door, And stuff, you know, people's heart starts pounding, you know, the throat goes dry, they go into a fear. Yeah. You know, say, oh, God, I better hide this from the kids, I better let the husband know, oh, we're going to lose the house, we're going to. None of that's necessary, absolutely none of it, because they just don't know who they are. You know, they, they haven't worked out how the world works, they've never sat down and took the time or the effort to find out how the world works, these systems we were not inherent. They were they, they were created. They were created by men. You know, and all I say when I get them horrible letters is, you know, this is this is the the games they play with me. You know, mm. you know, tell them I'm a Christian. You know, I'm nothing to do with you people and stuff. You know, and they, they gave me a fine when they threw me out. <laughs> this was when Kaz come and I got the round of applause. About five weeks later. They sent a letter, you know, with a fine on it. Right. And it, I think the normal fine's about two hundred quid, you know, for talking on your mobile. Mine was a, I think it was sixteen hundred and sixty-six pounds, <laughs> and there was a sixty-six pound uh, victim charge. And everything was sixes <laughs> all over. Just sending a message, you Just know. A little signature Just for sending you. Sending a message, you know. It in the You're going to see that, like you know, but it, it, you know. There's no man at the other end of it. See, I could just take that piece of paper and, you know, 1,600 quid or whatever, and I can just say, okay, pull me wallet i never happened. Uh, and here's the 1,600 pound. And just say, okay, who's the man that claims I owe it? And no one's going to come forward. Hmm. I don't owe that. I don't owe that money to anybody. Hmm. I've never bothered it. I've never gone into a concert. They've just said, you. Said, Which of the you are you speaking to? Uh, speaking to Ian Carter. And they say, yeah. I said, well, at this time, I no longer wish to represent the person known as Ian Carter. He's just a pain. Yeah, listen to this. <coughs> he just died. Now you're speaking to the man. Yeah, do you wish to claim this man owes you a debt? He said, no, no. You don't wish to cause this man any loss, harm or injury, would you? And they say no. I said, okay. And away we go and yeah. the judge will acknowledge that he'll bow The you'll got a will just bow his head You say i can acknowledge you're a man but you they, you know the, the, these people can see a fake you know they, they know the real deal when they when, when they look at it yeah whether you've watched a few youtube videos and you're trying to do an abracadabra yeah yeah you know, it just won't work yeah you know if they, they say them, i have to show myself to be a man i can take in asian people I help out. I can take in elderly people. I can take in people. Have helped. who were ill. People have uh, everybody. I help everybody. Mm. No matter who they are. And I can bring not And they say, yeah on this day he done this, and he came, he done that. That's a good man. That's a good man. He self governs. He helps his fellow man. He's a blessing. He's a, he's an asset. I don't need. I don't need to be. I don't need to be governed. Yeah. I'm self governing know I, I, you know you mess up you, you, you're a miserable failure but i'm trying you know what i mean i'm staggering along trying to bless wherever i can and equip myself before god honorably Fail, mm. you know but th- that's the journey i'm on
0: yeah
1: and you know once god knows you're on that journey you just open doors left right and center here for information for knowledge for courage for direction just the fact that you've chosen to be on the journey. I don't get no benefits from this town. I don't claim anything. I don't. I'm nothing to do with it. I'm just. A, I'm like Mr. Bean. <laughs> you know where he gets dropped out the sky? That's me, mate. I'm just. Uh, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. You know I'm what I mean? I'm not part of this system. I'm not part of. That. I don't speak legally. Um, wh-
0: wh- what does that look? Th- look for you on a day to day Ian like i know obviously you, you've got your allotment you, you you do you know you work and what not how, how you know because you, some some will say oh well you can't come out of babylon totally that you got you got to be able to I have. you know well, what what, it, what <laughs> is it what, it what does it look like for you ian is it, you know are you growing all your grub are you not going to tesco like what what what, what well, does it look like for well, you i mean you know obviously you've still got to go to shops and you've got
1: to do that you've got to earn your money yeah and stuff, you know, and go to work. I mean, it's biblical. I mean, says a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. Well, You've got everyone that doesn't work now, they're all obese. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of them, so the, everything's just turned around on its head, you know. God says to me, he says, get up, you know, go and till the land, go and, you know, subdue it, you know, deal with the weeds, you know, yeah. look after the widows, look after the orphans, do that. And that's what he told me to do. I say, I say, okay. You know, he says, my God, she'll, uh, she'll provide for all your needs according to his riches mm. in Christ Jesus. Amen. So I don't need it dole all. I don't need the benefits. I don't need tax breaks. And that, that was like one of the, the things that caused a lot of problems, really, when we were in the ministry. And then because I wouldn't charge anybody for anything, you know, and they've seen you need to charge, you know, two pounds for a dinner. Yeah, you know. Again, I think he just missed this, you know. I said, "No, God said to me, freely." Yeah, you were given freely. Give, and, and, and we ended up that, and there was a bit of upset over it because it was making everybody else look bad, and that was never the intention. Yeah, whatsoever, you know, everyone else was charging two quid, three. Quid. I said, "No, no, no, no. This is this is not not this." And within within three months. We had two people came in. I was given a gospel message before they had the lunch and all that. These Two people come in we were from Marks and Spencer's. And he said, we'd, we'd like to give you all the food that's not sold mm. at the weekend. I oh the 38th floor was covered with really.
0: it. But I, I love that because, you know, you're going into the realms of the you know the 501c3 where essentially you, you're handing over your auto- on autonomy as a, as a church or an organisation <laughs> to the state. Wow, you're saying God's you skins... I mean, and now look! Look what you've seen over the last sort of two two years. What, yeah. What's been happening with the church Closed. and the body? Closed. Yeah. You got to do yeah. this. You got to do that because the state is 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 telling you. Yeshua came and was like, he was wow. a problem for the state. He wasn't yeah. holding a hand. So, Almost, no. I just think that's a very interesting. Um, uh, proposition in terms of uh, what the church looked like in those days and, and what's been going on recently. Again, I'm not pointing fingers. Like no. it, people are, are trying to do their best, I understand yeah, that. Man, but yeah. a- again, it comes into uh, you know taking responsibility uh, for yourself and, and, and for your community and, and doing the best with with what you have. So, um, um, but we have to also be a signpost
1: to to the cross as well, don't we? So that you know that you get a piece about you. You know. Yeah. I, I have a piece every day, you know. I sit up a deal and I think and I ponder. I talk to God. I have a rant and rave at him mm-hmm. now and again, you know. And after he just grins, you know, and then we just get on. And then tranquility prevails. I, I don't. I, I don't come from a place of panic anymore. Yeah,
0: uh, and again, I, I think that's really important to reiterate. Ian, when we talk about these these societies, these agendas, the uh, the the, the, the doggery is like I, I don't. I we probably we both sleep pretty well like i'm at peace like i know that god's sovereign he's in control all things are conforming to his will not my battle it's not our battle um he's using all of these minions for his purpose so it's like um it's almost like a chinese finger trap no matter how hard they're pulling (laughs) they're just doing themselves a a, a, a mischief so the end's already written it's already done so we've got a victory in him and 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 that's that i have i have comfort that that he uses all of these things for his purpose i may not understand i may not um or like it you know all like <laughs> it and um i'll just try and speak the truth when it comes to uh, yeah. and again i'm speaking to myself when it comes to taking responsibility um yeah. not not depending on these um on these institutions because uh, yeah. take a look at it and, and it's not it's not pretty um now with that being said obviously we've we spoken we touched about a lot of the, the sort of darker elements and you know I, my my sentiment for this conversation is to give people hope and to encourage people to 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 walk in uh the, the fullness of whether it be healing like we touched in, in in the first podcast whether it be man's sovereignty whether it's understanding the world and the situation that we're in um what are your hopes for the future in for yourself personally and and for the church in general what you know what yeah, what, what's your hopes? What, what gets Hope you up in the morning and, and ready for it? Is that the power of God's going to break out today? Hallelujah. Hopefully,
1: prayerfully. I, I just want to see transformations in people's demeanour, in the faces, in the health, in the finances, and obviously with the spiritual condition. Mm. That's what I long for. I don't long for a good job. Mm-hmm. I don't long for a big house. I don't long for a fast car. I, I just want to see God in action. I want to be in there slugging it out with them, you know. Seeing people—I mean, what could be, what could be better? Amen. You know, I, mean, I can't think of anything. You know, seeing people—the blind eyes open is i just feel sorry for them. If if I was the first thing they seen, <laughs> 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 do you look can have seen. good He uses, all, day. Things. uses <laughs> all things. He uses all things in. Love that. You know, I mean, but that's what we're called to. Yeah. You know, that's the prize. Yeah. That that we can. You know, we're supposed to be in that and, and we ain't
0: yeah
1: and I can't pretend we are and I'm not going to pretend we are I'm going to get all the God and saying come on are we going to do this or not if it's me get me out the way please Lord these people are dying no these I people are lost you know
0: and I I, I appreciate your zeal because you know we, we touched on it before in Hosea my, my people perish for for a lack for of no, knowledge yeah. and we need these conversations we need people to to have difficult uh, conversations to research And um, there's one thing I'd recommend. Anything that we discussed, uh, I'm sure again, Ian, we'll get you back on (laughs) to go in deeper down the rabbit holes. But any any of these conversations, like have a research, have uh, you know, uh, see what's out there, and and you'd be you'd be surprised. In in good news, is you know the the gospel,
1: like you know, it means good news. Hallelujah. You know, it's good news, and you know, if if you're suffering with bad news at the minute, which you will be, Mm -hmm. there's absolutely nothing more certain. Is you, you've got to take this on board. What you see, what you're experiencing here is not all he is. It's a fake. The minute that the, the Bible says it and the scripture, it says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I spoke like a child and I acted like a child. But when I became a man, so the, the, there's a separation here. Mm. there's a cleavage here that when I became a man that, that that is when you get your mind renewed that 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 is when you come to that realization that hang on you know there is nobody who's more superior than I really mm. you know unless I grant that to them
0: mm.
1: and you know uh, I'm here to govern and th- that's my responsibility. God has placed me here to look after the the orphans, the widows, to, the loss uh, I've, I've got a mission to do I've got a, a walk to walk a race to run and I've got a, a job to do you know and in the midst of that he says you know in this world you will have trouble you know take heart I've overcome the world and it says that there's going to be a generation when all these nightmarish scenarios unfold well it's us mm. you know we're in the middle of an absolute nightmare scenario for people you know and the 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 are a lot of them are not afraid because they don't know that they don't know the consequences that they, they don't know the forces that are arrayed against them all, all these um institutions and societies and setups and that they believe are there for their benefit are, are solely set up to cause them harm mm. and they're going to be harmed this the, the system will kill them dead in the hammer mm. it would like not It would like nothing better than to do than to do it they, they will not tell you how to, how to stay well because they don't want you well. They, they, they will not tell you how to thrive. They do not wish you to thrive. They, they want you to wither. And they want you to go away and die. Because that's what evil is. And, and uh, as the seed of the woman, will we find that hard to cope with. I, I can't work out how a snake feels. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't work out how, how a cat feels. And we're dealing with snakes, we're dealing with the seed of the serpents. Uh, they just look like us and they are not like mm. us whatsoever. They are they are evil entities and we don't understand evil. Uh, they don't understand good. Mm. They, they think we're ridiculous for being trying to be godly. They see it as a weakness, they see it as ridiculous and we deserve everything we get. That's what evil does, that's, uh, that's what evil is. People can't comprehend it. They, they, they look at these institutions and these people and the smiling and the homeless saying, We're going to do this and we'll sort the homeless out and we'll do this. And they, and they just lie, 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 lie. But they want to believe. Mm. It's like something within them they've got to believe. Just know, maybe this time, maybe they, they know it's lies. But they go all well, and they can't see any alternative. They've just got to hope, all they've got is hope that these liars will stop lying. These killers will stop killing. These thieves will stop thieving. These destroyers will stop destroying. They can't stop destroying. They can't stop killing and they can't stop stealing. It's what they are. It's us that's got to change. We've got to start speaking like a man. We've got to start speaking like a woman. Like we're in charge. Like we know what's going on. We know we've been invaded. We know that these entities are real. We know every institution they set up is to kill us damage us, to take us away from God... ...and to condemn us, ultimately... ...we've just got to take that reality on board... ...and every institution we look at... ...we've got to say, you know... what what is this? Is this for my benefit? Am I going to be benefited... ...by interacting with this organisation? And It'll be no. You just say, well, I no longer... ...I don't wish to be involved. I'm I'm out... I'm out. I'm a man. I've got the right to be let alone in peace. I've got the right to. I've got the right to question anyone that claims I owe a debt. there's no one there. Hmm. There's no one there. They say you. You owe. You owe the inland Revenue. You know, two thousand pound. I say, oh, is that right? Well, bring him in here and let him get up and say, Ian, you owe me two thousand pound. There's no one there. You can't bring four letters into a court. It hasn't got a mouth. It can't. It's going to be another man. And I'm going to look at that other man and I'm going to say, do you claim I owe you a debt? And he's saying, no. I said, well, what are you doing here? And he saying, well, I'm, I'm, here. I'm here on behalf of the DVLA or whoever it may be. I'll say, well, that's no good to me. I don't owe you. You just said I don't know you a debtor, I haven't done you no wrong. I've got a right to question and to call a liar. Any any man who claims I've done and and it's wrong and it's not you, why would I speak to you? You go and bring in the man that claims I've done something wrong. And and, uh, there's no one. There's Hmm. no one that can come. It's a fraud, it's a it's a mirage. There's no man there. If you've got a right to question anyone that claims you owe a debt. If it's the Bank of England, you know, they say, Darren, you know, I'm sorry, we're going to take your property, you know, you owe £3,000. You say, oh, I've got the £3,000. You give me a bill and you sign it and claim that's true and I'll pay you. They're never going to send you the bill. Hmm. They're never going to claim that's true. It's not true. You don't owe them a
0: penny. You don't owe them a penny. What were that in? Um...
1: Well,
0: we'll pay you <laughs> we don't want the bang on the door or the letter <laughs> So, um, I think, uh, again, um, I think there's so much more we can dive deeper with. Uh, I think you've brought a lot where I'd like to actually look into more myself in order to probe a bit further when it comes to the, these, these areas. Um, but what I want to say is, is, is thank you for, for, for what you said there. It's, it's a, it's a It's a stark reminder that we're in a war, that we're here for a purpose, that we're here to to build, to edify, and to encourage each other in terms of being on the front line of a very... um, Again, it's very easy to to forget the time that we're in, what we're here to do. Uh, I I appreciate the vigors of life and and things getting in the way, but I want to thank you for for reminding me and and, and those watching that we're we're here for a purpose, we're here for a job. job We're we're here to put on the, the, the boots of the gospel of peace, that we've got the uh, authority to stand on scorpions and serpents, that nothing the will harm you. Nothing, nothing will harm us. Uh, we'll go through trials. We'll go through tribulations, but yeah. it's for a very good reason. And um, I just want to say thank you, Ian, for um, uh, for bringing that to the table and and just reminding us of, of what we're here to do. We've um, got
1: nothing to lose. That
0: oh, no, know the victories, <laughs> the, the victories already there. The victory's yeah. already there, brother. So um again what i'll say is um guys interact with us in the comments if there's anything that you found um difficult controversial uh you didn't understand that you would like us to elaborate on in the future by all means send your questions through um we'll be we'll be all ears um do all the regular jazz like comment subscribe share do all that stuff for the algorithms we appreciate that but what we appreciate more is that this uh, this message has has touched you uh is has, is has, has galvanized you and encouraged you to to walk without fear to be bold to be courageous as i said to put on the gospels the gospel of peace on your boots and and, and be afraid uh, don't be afraid to, to stand on the truth no and 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 to uh to stand on the word so ian thank you so much for, oh, for coming for in. it's nice. been a pl- it's truly been <laughs> a pleasure again i'm sure this won't be the last time that we have you on god willing um so just want to say thank you um if you'd be so kind in uh, to close us out in some prayer um but this has been the upper room uh from our house to yours uh shalom and uh we love you loads and uh, we hope it blesses you so um Feel free to, to close in prayer whenever you're ready here.
1: Lord, we just are grateful, Lord, for what you did at Calvary. Lord, we are grateful that you are mindful to us. Lord, we are grateful that you move by revelation, Lord, one portion to the next, to the next. And Lord, for the people, Lord, who were listening and who were going to be may be going through trials and tribulations, they may have letters in front of them that are written in red and frightening them and disturbing the peace. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, that in Jesus' name you will break through. Lord, that you will throw to one side, Lord, the deception and the, the, the lies, Lord, that are keeping people below where they should be. Father, I just pray that you would anoint and bless this ministry, Pray you would pray you would take the words that have been spoken here this evening and, Lord, you would impact them with power and, Lord, you would let them be a source of, of strength, of hope, Lord, that they will be a starting point where people are going to turn around, Father, and they're going to move closer to you. They're going to be closer to what you intend them to be in this world, which is light, which is salt, which is, which is a, a messenger of truth. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you did for me at Calvary. I thank you what you did for every one of the people who are listening. Lord God, bring us to fruitfulness, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. Amen.